And the good times continue on another smoky treat edition of the Cigar Snob Magazine podcast with my guys, Ivano Campo, Eric Calvino. I am merely Jim Rodriguez. What's up, boys? Yo, what's up, Jimmy? Hey, Jimmy. Yeah. What's going it's on? It's starting to, to get to be that feeling, you know? It's good times. Always good seeing you guys. I got my, my Manolo from the Cabana hat going on. Love it. And my new crisp new cigar style. yeah it is it's a little bigger than i'm than i maybe i'm getting a little bigger i don't know it's the good life right i don't know buddy i mean it looks perfect on you yeah yeah i i, I like my my, my schmediums <laughs> then i graduated to a large and now i think i'm a large large larger in this industry you're european thin oh, oh yeah man, you're like, slim fit right here like sure that. i'm eastern european in thin. the cigar <laughs> <laughs> but We've got a tremendous, <laughs> tremendous show for you, and we're always happy you're aboard, and you're the reason why we do the show, and we always hit you guys up for feedback, and we're going to talk about not bad Santa, but bad cigars. Wow, Is there anything well worse than well a bad done. cigar? Uh, we're going to be drinking some vino, some wine, always right. good stuff. Um, got an unbelievable smoky treat that we're going to get into, and we're going to talk to our buddy from Cigar Dojo, Mr. Eric Guttermson. Ooh, you nailed that. Right? You nailed that. Probably the I, artist all, name all night. I was, me, we've had on the show. Me and Chenta the horse. I was all just, I was just grilling him. <laughs> he was just giving you flashcards. He's hair gutter. And then you had the What is this? And then he, and then he, and, and, then, and then we had to go poop. And that was the ah, end of that. Okay. But, mm. but, but speaking of uh, good smoky treats, how about this guy, Jasper? Caballeros K. Fumon. All right, boys. We are smoking the Stillwell Star. Stillwell Star. That sounded like Eric Garbson there. <laughs> Leave him alone. Is that from? Is this from Oklahoma State? It the is Cowboys? not. It from is still not. Well, a, still well. Okay. It's a made-up name that does sound like Stillwater, Oklahoma, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Bueno. But it's Stillwell Star, uh, and this is the Navy 1056. Am I right with that one? Yeah, Navy 1056. So this is a fifteen dollar and thirty cent cigar. It's a six by fifty two Toro, as you can tell. Uh, Ecuador wrapper. Mexican binder. And then the filler is a blend of Nicaraguan tobacco and these pipe tobaccos, which is what makes this cigar Ooh. very interesting. So the combination is a red and golden Virginia naval rations. If you're a pipe smoker, you probably know what that is. But to me, naval rations are rum. But anyway, uh, Orientals and Latakia. So that, that's the, the blend. So Steve Saka, who is the owner of Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust, which mm-hmm. is who makes this, right? So as you know, we've loved everything that Dumbarton puts out. It's the great Steve Saka. The great Steve Saka, Sobre Mesa, uh, Sin Compromiso, as Ivan wrestles with the mic. Sorry. <laughs> uh, cinco, the the Brulee Blue, which we mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. love. Uh, and so, so in this case, he partnered with uh, Cornell and Deal, which is a, like a a high-end pipe tobacco maker. And so together, they've blended these four different lines. So they've got the aromatic number one, the English number 27, the Bayou number 32, the Navy 1056. And then there's also a limited edition. The It's like holiday Y 2023. But this one is... So we, we have all four here. We don't have the limited, but we have the four core lines. And this one, to me, is, this is my favorite in terms of the flavor profile. Okay. Right? The other ones, the, uh, the aromatic number one and the English number 27 are a little bit milder. 
milder in strength and in flavor intensity. And I love the intensity of this one. This one is very flavorful, very, it, it feels like you are smoking a pipe. Right. And, and I guess that was one of the first questions. And, and I hate to, to sort of digress off the topic, but is that something that you find common where people use pipe tobacco in cigars? It, it's that- not the first time it's been done. It, nah, I wouldn't say that it's common. Right. But it's not the first time that it's been done, but it's the first time that it's been done this well. Hmm. Like with this much thought and effort and energy into the project and, and partnering with such a high-end pipe maker. And so from from my point of view, this is this is the first time it's been done really well. According to Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust, they say it's the first luxury pipe tobacco cigar. How about that? So that's what they say. Uh, but, but I just think it's incredibly well done. Um, and so I don't know what, it, it's a problem for us. That these lines are a problem for the magazine, right? It's, because, it's, it's like a hybrid. Yeah, because we can't rate them because they're not 100% long filler premium tobacco. And so we can't really rate them. All we can do is pair them and, and kind of do what we're doing today. Well, I love, I, I love what we're doing with the wine. That's but good. I love these. Like, I, yeah. I, I was on a cruise mm-hmm. uh, and I, I smoked this two of the nights of the cruise because I love this. I just I really enjoy the cigar. But it's a shame we can't really put it in anywhere in the magazine. Now, I See, t- I, t- tell me about what, what you're thinking of this thing. Well, what I was thinking is how do you remember all these different. <laughs> I have a tough time remembering <laughs> because of the different tobacco guess names that are the pipe tobacco names that I guess I'm not used to. No, me neither. I had to look at the thing. I mean, so I know I like the St- the Stillwell Star line, but I I know there's a variation between each, and it's just hard for me to remember. Oh no, I like this one better than the other one. It's yeah. hard for me. But you just recently, I guess, smoked on this cruise, so now it's I guess it's fresher. It's in a your little mind. fresher, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I still had to look back just to make sure I was saying the right number. Yeah. Right, because I I wasn't a hundred percent, but but yeah, it's kind of it's kind of hard to to figure out. But you're right if you if you like pipe tobacco and you kind of know what that means there's there's kind of a connection there right, right? or if you like oh i like that bayou one you know because it has more of the the bayou uh fire cured tobacco or something so anyway this one uh i love the descriptions of uh, of like inside the box it'll say the flavor profile and i think it's kind of cool so i'll read this one navy number 1056 a crumble cake of stoved <laughs> red and golden virginias with a touch of quote-unquote naval rations combined with orientals and latakia by jeremy reeves the head blender of cornell and deal expertly blended with dark air cured black cigar leaf this poodle rewards the smoker with a unique aromatic indulgence my goodness that's all in the box that's right there on the box <laughs> they had your crumble cake that's right? it yeah, crumble, crumble, I was crumble in. cake you're like i was in red velvet it. red velvet molten lava I'm crumble in. cake yes so anyway, yeah, uh, what, do you, what do you think about it, Jimmy? Because Ivan and I have smoked the Stillwell Stars before, but this, I, I take it this is your first time. Yes, it is. And, and it's, I'll tell you what, just from the wrapper, it feels like it's going to be, or it, you look like it's going to be a, a rough one. It's going to be strong. It's going to be full body. It's going to be intense. But I'll tell you what, it's not. You, nope. know, you lit it up and it immediately gets your attention when you light it up. Um, and so far, so good. It's, you know, it's not mild. I'm not going to tell you that, but it's not overpowering. I don't know if this is a breakfast cigar. No, I wouldn't call it that. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't call it a first thing in the morning cigar. I think if you if you want to go with a breakfast one, go with the aromatic number one or the English number 27. They are just a notch 
lower in terms of strength and intensity. I cannot wait to see how this plays with the wine, though, because this this immediately tells me that I want a glass of wine. Not not not. That's cool. Yeah. So not not scotch, not rum, not whiskey, which are all acceptable. But this feels like it should be a wine. So cigar. we've never, we've never paired this cigar with a wine. History in the making. Here so we Scotch will Knob. we'll be trying it. Along with the audience for the first time. We literally, this has never been done. We, I, I agree with this. To me, this, sm- this, like, this is bourbon. This is bourbon country for me. Mm-hmm. Like if we're going to smoke this, I'm, I'm reaching for a bourbon. But uh, today we want to do wines. So yeah, why not? we're going to try it. So again, the, the wrapper looks intense. So far, so good. What are the flavor profiles on this, Ivan? So I think... So I love uh, looking for different flavors in a cigar. You know, uh, obviously, there's only so much you can do with a cigar. So whenever you're able to to get some variation when it comes to, like, cigar yeah. smoking. So that's why I think this is such a great product. Now, that being said, I don't think it's that that much of a departure from, like, a traditional, like, cigar. Like, there, it has hints of, like, of the of the pipe tobaccos, but it's still a cigar. Right? Oh, absolutely. So, I, I, so anybody who's out there listening and 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 is listening to us talk about this, like pipe tobacco cigar, it doesn't at all like right. smoke like something else. It smokes like a cigar. It smokes like a cigar, yeah, like a premium cigar. Exactly, but it gives you that small little twitch of like something else. And, which that, is, and that is what I'm what I'm what I'm tasting out there. It, it's I, there's something that I've, you know, it, it's like it's like Beauty and the Beast. There's something there that wasn't there before. And 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 I and I think this is what it is. I'm lost on the Beauty and the Beast it, reference. Beauty and the Beast when Mrs. Potts is singing when when the Beast and and Belle are in the are in the snow and she starts singing, I think there's something there that wasn't there before. Yeah, I, I, I Everybody's I, got grown kids big, here, I guess. Yeah, not the big Disney. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. Come on, man. But but no, but that is that sort of wild card that I'm tasting. It's, it's right. got to be it's, that little pipe tobacco, right? It's that hint. It's just that small little hint. But overall, it's it's still like I think it's like a medium smoke. I don't I don't find it to be like Correct. medium plus or even full. It's, Not yet. Maybe later. Yeah, but. I, so I find it on the medium side, and then it it is very creamy, very smooth. Uh, Black pepper. It's not. It's not a spice bomb, or it's mm-hmm. not like very, very peppery. So you can retrohale it through your nose, and it's still coming out very smooth. Yeah, but you definitely, when you do retrohale it, you get a good amount of that, of that aromatic pipe tobacco. Yeah. Characteristic. There's a nice sweetness in there, mm-hmm. uh, and so yeah, there, it's just a, it's well balanced because the the pipe tobacco is not overpowering. Still feels like a like a premium cigar, but it has that like touch of like exotic sweetness. It's almost like um like to me it almost tastes like an like an Indian spice kind of sweetness, like some kind of some kind of exotic curry or something. Like Ooh. it has that like you're unique at the, you're at the bazaar. I am at the bazaar in Marrakesh. No. I would like I would like a silk scarf a silk scarf please. You know what this tastes to me? This tastes like vacation. That's what it tastes like to me. Mm. You're you're going on a journey. One hundred percent. It's it's definitely I figure, vacation. Oh, I got my, my sort of Indiana Jones hat, so I'm ready to go through the through the. <laughs> it, not Disney, no Indiana Jones either. Apparently. No, no, I, I Disney's fine. I don't know what's I'm happening. Sorry, Indiana Jones is perfect. <laughs> well, enough of me. Let's get to our uh, viewers and our listeners with our X's and O segment. X's and O's. We're going to read this question for you from our buddy Scott Mankiewicz 
Wow. I, I get you got that, that. Yeah, you got that one because you're, uh, you're an known, L.A. guy. I've known a lot of Mankiewicz's in my of life. Of course. It wasn't, wasn't he the guy on, on NBC that would like bust people for doing bad, Scott Mankiewicz? Oh, I don't know, but I do know that Mankiewicz was the, the, the famous uh, writer, screenwriter that wrote Citizen oh, Kane, co-wrote Citizen Kane with, right. uh, with Wells. They made a movie about with Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman about They've made several movies, but, but was, that's the most but recent it, one. But yeah, that, yeah, it was on him, and it was in black and white. I think it's called Mank. Mank. Yeah, that's right. there you go. Hey, Scott, I hope you're related. I hope you're getting some royalties here. All right, see, here his question reads, I have a question. I hear you guys talk about all these great cigars, but you never talk about bad ones. I get most of my cigars from Cigar of the Month clubs. How do I know if the cigars that I'm getting are bad? Are there telltale signs that I'm smoking a bad cigar? That's our buddy Scott Mankiewicz. Thank you, Scott. That's a good question. That is a great question, right? It's true. It's true. We do. We tend to smoke the things that we like, like what mm-hmm. we're smoking today. We, mm-hmm. we want to smoke good things because... Honestly, like that's what. Well, it's like it's, cigar smoke. You know what? What I tell people about bad cigars, they're like, they're like bad potato chips. Okay. You know, like if you're if you've got a bag of bad potato chips, don't eat them. Cause look, potato chips are not good for you. And so I'd probably still eat them. Why you would? Because you're a chip monster. <laughs> let, let me put let me put let me put these chips away. Here. Those are actually I, I I find those are delicious. Oh, anyway. any, anything kettled is, is my it's my jam. Yeah, so. Uh, so, but I think like bad cigars are like potatoes. I don't want to sm- I don't want to smoke a bad cigar if I don't have to for my job. We we have to smoke a lot of bad cigars, right? Uh, but we also get to smoke some very good ones. And so, yeah. Uh, so that's why on the show we only smoke good cigars. It's like when you drink the you drink something. Hey, this is awful. Here, try it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no thanks. No, I don't want to try it. Yeah, no, I don't want to get drunk how, on something how, I don't do you, like. I mean, other than right. to me, the, the obvious things. Maybe it's dried out. It's cr- the wrapper's crumbling or something. How can you tell? Ah, there's some there's some there's some very straightforward things that you can, like. You don't have to be a cigar expert mm-hmm. to know that what you've got in your hands is a bad cigar. Now that doesn't mean what, what we're about to say about bad cigars doesn't mean that the maker is a bad cigar maker yeah. because anyone uh, can can end up with a bad cigar. You can take the best cigar out there and if you if you don't humidify it correctly. If you, yeah, if, if you, you maintain it wrong. It, yeah, sure. uh, if you, if, even if, if by mistake you put it in your humidor with flavored cigars and now it takes on that mm-hmm. character and now you've like ruined what that cigar was supposed to taste and smell like, you could do that. There's a lot of variables. Correct. You but, could do but all also, of that right now. Yeah. yeah, but but also the cigar maker, you know, the the make the roller that day or the buncher could have had a bad day and you ended up with a bad one and that snuck past quality controls. That can happen to anybody, sure. right? Now, some cigar makers, your chances of having well, a good mistakes. cigar. Yeah, yeah sure, are, sure, sure. Right. So <laughs> certain cigar makers are known for incredible consistency. And others are not, but uh, but but I like I said I don't want you to if we if we say, you know if a cigar behaves like this it's a bad cigar and you are smoking this one brand's cigar and you're like oh they make bad cigars that, that right I don't want you to think it's like a hundred percent of the time and and one last caveat what may be bad for you may be good for me and vice versa you know well what I, mean? what I want to do with with Mankiewicz's question is I want to tell you the things that are unequivocally bad okay right Perfect. like there's there's no sugarcoating it what you have in your hands is a bad cigar if it has any of these characteristics right so so obviously the most basic which no one has to know anything is construction right so if uh, if it was poorly made 
or again the buncher was having a bad day that day uh or it's just a bad blend that shouldn't that sometimes can't work together there's tobaccos that don't work together they don't burn uh and that's that's based on the on the priming on the plant and all that but but if the cigar does not draw right that's the most common plug cigar that's mm-hmm. that's not that's not a good cigar if you have a plug cigar if you can help it if you're at the store and you bought it see if the retailer gives you a option to, to turn it in you know to trade it for right. for a cigar that's that's smokable because that's not good like even trying to smoke through a cigar that's plugged you know you're in a, you typically end up with a headache right because you're, you're gonna, just like you're gonna look like dizzy gillespie with your cheeks out here yeah. trying to... and there are there are tools when we've talked about them in the past right the the perfect draw which we like that tool when you have to you have no choice this is your only cigar and it happens to be not drawing you know hit it with the perfect draw and see if you can get it to open up you know, to bit. produce smoke but for the most part if you're buying a cigar from a from a reputable cigar uh establishment they're not going to be carrying bad cigars because they're not in the business to be replacing or no of cigars course, of course. Right? But, so so the chances of it of you actually getting one from a like a, a, a good cigar shop is is very unlikely it, it still happens of course it happens but of course. but for example the for the amount of cigars that we run through here we rarely get any plug cigars. It's very low. It, it happens. Low. It happens, but it's low. Of course it's I've low. heard bad stories with Cuban cigars, of course, and the numbers are a lot higher mm. from, from people saying that is the stories. That is the jambalaya of cigars. Yeah. Now the, so the next thing is, uh, aside from draw, it can draw, but not burn, right? So there can be some, some combustion problems where you are drawing, you're drawing air through it. That's not a problem. But because of the way the tobaccos are organized in the cigar itself, it may not be burning right, right? So they may be all to one side. So you may have a, a canoeing situation, mm-hmm. right? So a canoeing cigar is never good. Even if you catch it up, you, I mean, you can catch it up, right? With your torch, right. kind of help it catch up. But you're still not smoking what that blend was supposed to be. Because that blend is supposed to be proportionately burning all of the tobaccos in that blend so you're supposed to be burning all the way through and if you're not burning even then you're clearly not not smoking what that blend was supposed to be so uh so that that's also a bad cigar right or tunneling that happens a lot so a a cigar is the the ash is is held together with with a little cone right of tobacco so the slower burning tobacco is in the middle and so by doing that, when you draw in smoke, that oxygen hits that tobacco in the cone first, and then it's able to spread out to the rest of it, and then now you've got a draw. If that cone is inverted, which mm. happens a lot, if that cone is inverted, you're not burning right, because as you draw in smoke, the edges are getting the, the oxygen, and the middle is not, and so now you've got a combustion problem. Even though you can draw air through it, it's still not going to burn right. So, so those are those are bad cigars. You got anything to add to that, Ivan, on the com- on the construction front? Um, you know, the flaky wrapper. Uh, I also get like there's times where you have like a, it might be combusting. You might be drawing smoke, but it's all like squishy and that that's definitely yeah underfilled. Good underfilled. point. Yeah, an underfilled cigar also not going to produce the same profile that it should have, right? Because there's less tobacco in there than was supposed to be in there. Again, could have been a mistake by the buncher. Or it could be a policy of a cheap cigar maker who doesn't who want to burn through all that tobacco. Exactly, because <laughs> you know it's raw material. So, 
so that that's a good point. And Underfield. stems stems doesn't necessarily mean that that's a problem. There's, no, there's good, good point. There's stems and cigars and hundred percent. You can happens. you can take apart a padrone. They always 1926, yeah. 1964, Family Reserve. Those are some of the best cigars out there. Mm-hmm. And you take them apart, and you're going to find a bunch of stems in there. That doesn't mean it's a bad cigar. So don't ever think, yeah. oh, they, I see three stems in there. This is a bad cigar. No. It, smoke it. If it's good, just like what you were saying, though, on, on to finish off that point you made about flaky cigars. Listen, if the cigar is, the ash is flaky, but you're enjoying the hell out of it because you like the profile and the strength and the aromas are nice and it's flaky, well, we'll deal with the flakiness, right? Right. I wouldn't say that a flaky cigar, this is my opinion, though. I wouldn't say that a cigar that has a flaky ash is guaranteed to be a bad cigar, like unequivocally, like everything else we're talking about. Yeah, it, it could still have, you could still have a good cigar with a flaky ash. Um, so then the, the next one down would be, you know, bad uh, tobacco or under fermented tobacco right so when the tobacco is in the fermentation process if they rush that process and they don't ferment it all the way you're going to get that harshness in your throat if you're feeling harshness harshness in your throat or eyes that are stinging too much mm-hmm. right uh that's typically uh a telltale sign that to- that tobacco is under fermented some cigar makers just under ferment you know, there's some, some some cigar makers are known for that, like under-fermented by just a little bit, just to get that zing in there. You know, like they want you to feel that zing. But if it's too under-fermented, then that's not going to be enjoyable, right? Right. It's like an ammonia. like Ammonia is obviously, that's why, that's why we say that an under-fermented cigar is a bad cigar. Because you've now got harsh... Uh, chemicals that are coming out that they're not supposed to be in a cigar. Right. A, a cigar. They're in the curing. When you walk through one of these curing barns, it's the, all the fermentation, the rooms, fermentation yeah. rooms. I mean, you smell it, and if you don't, if you don't ferment the cigar correctly, it's in the tobacco. That's why oh you're smoking. The, the tobacco leaf naturally releases all of these chemicals into the. Once it's done releasing all of that, that's when a cigar maker is going to put it into a cigar. But like Ivan said, when you walk through those fermentation rooms. Ooh. Dude, you, the air I is can thick. Barely, I can barely walk through it. No, not us. We, we live in this first world environment where <laughs> like, when, a, when a diesel car drives by, you're like, <laughs> right? Right. So we're not used to that. But man, when you walk through the, the air is thick, you almost feel like you can just cut it. That's wild. It's so thick with, uh, with those chemicals. So, so I, we would call that a bad cigar as well. If you've got the harshness, harshness in your throat, uh, the burning eyes, all that kind of stuff. We feel that that makes for a for a bad cigar. So, and then the other part is just undesirable flavors and aromas. This this now gets a little bit deeper in, right? Like now you have to you have to be able to discern the flavor. So the flavor that you're getting is not desirable, right? I always say that there are times where I've had some cigars where I'm tasting the burn, and if you're tasting the burn, that's not good. And then right. I don't care what it is, you've got a bad cigar. Yeah. Or, so, t- or tasting nothing at all. Or because that's be- the other end. Because yeah. there's there's a difference between saying, you know, flavor is subjective, obviously. Something that you like, you were, you were mm-hmm. mentioning, there's something mm-hmm. that you may like, I might not like. Right. But, for example, on a milder cigar, there's a difference between a mild cigar with, like, mild flavors to one that has no flavor whatsoever. <laughs> you're just burning paper. <laughs> you're, just, you're just smoking paper. Exactly. And that's a bad cigar. Yep. Right. Uh, agreed. Agreed. Uh, and then there's other... There's other tobaccos that are used by cheap cigar manufacturers that are, they're cheap tobacco and, and they taste like it. Right. 
right? It's kind of like when we talk about whiskey, you're like, I don't know, but that has a cheap, like we're tasting them blind. And you're like, that has a cheap taste to it. Right. It's funny, but it just, it right. tastes cheap. Uh, and so in, in tobacco, there's certain tobaccos that have that characteristic, you know? They yeah. just, they taste like, sometimes they, they can also taste like a, like a, kind of like a wet closet, you know? Ooh. They can have that aroma of a wet closet, like damp. <laughs> Jimmy looked over like, ooh, ooh. like, boy, we've all been there before. <laughs> <laughs> Jasper sure has one. <laughs> Uh, I have been in Chente's closet, the horse, and it's been perfect. Jasper. Jasper, I don't know. Jasper kind of has a wet closet, you know, tint to him anyway. But but no, and I think, listen, and and Scott was talking about that he gets his sticks from Cigars of the Month Club. Obviously, those should be vetted out, but don't be afraid. If something doesn't doesn't jive, you're you're a paying customer. You know what I mean? Let them know, and maybe they they will look into it. Maybe Maybe they tried a new blend a new maker a new company and you know that's what it is but at the end of the day you're right eric for for as for as sort of subjective as the cigar experience is there are some yeah telltale signs if you if you light up a cigar and it, and it turns into an open blooming flower then yeah maybe you got a bad cigar there. yeah that's unequivocal right like right. We, we don't have to argue that like yep i got a bad one <laughs> right it, so. happens. it happens it happens so you know it's not a bad cigar Mm-hmm. I heard that Villager 1888 is not a bad oh. cigar. 1888, that's right. The year Villager Cigars was founded. How did you know that? I just, man, I, I, just, I, it just like hit me. You'd think <laughs> it was written down right in front of you, just like a <laughs> bolt of lightning. Moses in the bush over here. Well, for those who didn't know, 1888 is the date that gave rise to the first handmade premium cigar to bear Villager's name, the Villager 1888. And now the two newest additions to the historic line, the new Villager 1888 Nicaragua and the Villager 1888 Dominican Republic. My favorite of the two is the Nicaragua. It delivers notes of roasted nuts and rich mocha and a sweet caramel finish. A very complex smoke with loads of flavor. The 1888 Nicaragua is made at the Villager de Nicaragua, Villager's newest cigar factory in Eteli, Nicaragua. So if you're in the mood for either the Nicaragua or the Dominican Republic, go out and try either one of those Villager 1888s today. Nice. And, You'll and love it. Before we wrap this up, Scott, thank you for the email. What happens uh, to Scott Mankiewicz in this email? By so the way? Scott's going to get a cigar snob swag pack. Woo-hoo. So you're going to so look at Jim's shirt. Take a let's switch over to Jim real quick. We're going to sell out. Jimmy. We're going to sell out of these yeah. after he's modeling and, these. And it's got that that camo green. I'm in my camo phase. I love you my are camo huh? a little military. Nice. You know, hey, salute to service. That's I cool. like it. I like it. So uh, that you get maybe a shirt, hat, some stickers, maybe. So you get a cigar. You get your own. It won't be a previously. It's not like a game day used material or anything. Because I don't know if they can tell, but from your hat, you are. Those are prices. You're ready. I'm right. You're ready to turn in that shirt. I'm primed. I'm primed and at the and what's the what's the email again? It's questions at cigarsnobmag.com. Scott, you're a good man. Thank you, Scott. I need a towel and and some wine. And now, perfect pairings brought to you by Total Wine and More. Bring out the booze. Man, this show is flying by today, yes, boys, is. and I've got myself some nice vineyard grapes here. We got some uh, wine for everybody, but before we get into the wine, how is the cigar treating everybody, Eric? So, I don't know. I think for me, uh, sorry about that, Mike Tap. Uh, for me, the, the the pipey characteristics of it have diminished significantly. Now it's more of an earthy, peppery Nicaraguan cigar. 
it still has a touch of it back there, but a lot less than the beginning. So that makes for an interesting little journey of a cigar. How about you, Ivan? I still get that herbal flavor, and and it's just it's so nice to just. I guess this is what you get. I'm not a pipe smoker, but yeah, it's something that you can just continue going, and it's just very laid back, easy going. It's very, it's very, it's a very chill cigar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, it's it's very it's very rich. I still get a lot of the creaminess. Absolutely, um, that's a good point. And uh, I can still taste a little bit of that pipe way in the back there, but it it, it is just going strong. It is beautiful. Yeah, it it is. It's an interesting smoke. If I mean, if nothing else, if you want to try something different, love passing it out to people who I do too who have never smoked it before. Yeah. Hey, try this. Love doing that. Yep. All right, and now we get to try it in a perfect pairing segment. That's right with our with some wine. All right, so what we have today, we have three different uh, California Reds. All right, shout out California. Yep. So five hundred two. Yeah, what's the area code of uh, Napa? Well, d- depend. Napa. Napa's probably nine nine two five, maybe. Huh. Mm. We're gonna have to fact check him on that one. He wasn't very <laughs> sure. He's normally like uh, or seven seven zero, maybe. Huh. All right. So what do we got, Ivan? What do we got on the nose of wine A? Um. By the way, Jim, is is wine your jam? Because love that's what wine. I got on the nose. Love wine. Oh, I knew it. Oh, so I get jam right on the nose. Uh, you know, jam um, medium. So fruity. Um, medium body, not not exactly. No, I took a sip. Sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> by the way, oh, like, Napa seven oh seven. By the way, seven oh seven 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 oh. You were you were close. You were close. But we can't give you that because you're the area code guy. But, but hey, I had all three numbers. You did have all three numbers. If this was a cash three and you played it bucks, <laughs> yeah, you'd have it. Hey, you almost made a. F- you almost retired from what I heard at the track the other crazy, day. Crazy man, crazy. I missed it by, <laughs> by a nose. Literally. Yeah. Speaking of the nose, so you you're getting jam. Yeah. Wow, that was a very nice segue, Jimmy. I I appreciate the Thank the work you, you do. You know. Um, blackberries. Uh, oh, blackberry. Current. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> It's the hat. It's the hat. hat. Manolo! That fucking hat. (laughs) You know, when you said Blackberry, yeah, that's what I'm I'm smelling. (laughs) Oh, Blackberry. Who was that? Molly Hatchet? Is that Molly Hatchet? Yes, and it was the movie Blow with uh, Johnny Depp. Oh, great scene. And uh, not Salma Hayek, but the other one. No, uh, uh, Penelope Cruz. Penelope Cruz. It's a great book, too, by the way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anyways. So how does it work with the cigar? So it has a lot of tannins, so I can feel it like coating my tongue. Um, so it, it gives it a good balance with the flavors from the cigar. Not very acidy. It's high in fruit. The alcohols are very subdued. So the wine does lose a bit with this, with the cigar. Like I, I lose a lot of the, the it, it definitely takes the punch out. You're right. I lose a lot of the fruit, and I don't enjoy that when I'm smoking a cigar with a wine I don't want the wine to lose its sweetness I don't, and I don't want the cigar to lose its sweetness so I'm, I'm looking for the perfect combination so I, I'm not loving this one yeah I, w- I would say for no. the cigar I would say no in combination so but you know it's, it's early yeah it's early it's early and I'm out of wine so I guess we should ah. move to the next one <laughs> Yami so this time we've got Yami coming in for the pour mm. I, I like it I like with, with, with her little Cuban coffee maker I like that <laughs> Espumita, please. Un cupo de espumita. 
This is a first in wine tasting. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't want to point. offend anybody, but the blood of Christ. Thank you very much. <laughs> For all those Catholic school kids out there. Thank you. No sugar in mine, please. No sugar tonight in my coffee. All right. On to number two. Shout out to Father did we, did we set this up at all? Or are we just going red wine? California and then Reds. That's it. All right. Shout California Reds us. with, they're each uh, different varietals. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we know we know that. Um, I think it's bigger on the nose. Oh, yeah. It it's jumps out. Bigger and fruitier. Fruitier. And it's got legs, man. Look at these legs on this thing. Wow. All right. Yeah, it's crisper, uh, like a little thinner, less tannins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I like that. Ooh, the finish on this is amazing. This this might be better on the cigar. You boys sound like you're rushing. Hmm? (laughs) You're rushing through these lines, ripping through them. No, no. We call it being thorough. Mm. He's a good man, and he's thorough. What movie is that from? Big Lebowski, come on, boys! Oh, I, I, you know what? I was—he's uh, a good man and thorough, thorough. All right, so they—they they both kind of like. I don't think either one cancels each other, but nothing sparked up at me either. It's a good, it has a little bit of acid. It has a little bit more acid than the other one. It's—it's it's brighter. Is I think is the word. The other one was a little like flat. And this is a little bit brighter, and it adds a little color to. I do feel like it opens up in my mouth when I, when I drink. Excuse it. me. That's not the first <laughs> the time wine. you said that. <laughs> hey, it's not even payday. <laughs> uh, so the the cigar tastes better. Yeah. Right. It added so the the cigar this time is receptive to this kind of of flavor. So the the cigar does take on that like jammy fruitiness. Now when I take if you go if you take a another sip. And another draw of the smoke. The cigar accepts it. Should I go Manolo? Please don't. No. The Ma- Manolo <laughs> we don't have, have, we don't have the time, time for that. Or, or the Dickman or anything else. Hashtag see other previous episodes for Dickman reference. I, for me, I I'll think we're going to have to produce a bunch of t-shirts with all these things. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Make the Cigar Snob merch. I, I will say this. Uh, the wine, when you drink it first, it, like I say it opens up in my mouth. And it does bring in the cigar, and it kind of, it kind of, kind of like a nice winter coat. It, it covers I, it up nicely. I can do this one with the cigar. Me too. Yeah, for sure. It's it's uh, they're playing together. Whereas the other the other one, the the wine really just took a dive. It was like right. Lucy and Ricky with two separate beds. The first one. Yeah. Yummy. All right. All right. So on to grape number like, three. It comes like a federa number. <laughs> I love it. Number three. Shout out to Father Fitzpatrick, uh, Daniel Murphy High School. <laughs> he would appreciate this. this and is, then we were at this C. Is C. Number number C, right? Number C. <laughs> All right. So the 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 nose test. Whoop. Different fruit. This, this fruit's a little. This is Tasmanian Devil. This is a good time. Yeah. This is who you're bringing to the dance. We'd, we'd like to thank Eric for his participation in the show. Mm. See you later, buddy. This is nice. All right, let's, let's take a little swig here. Oh, so good. 
Someone's gargling. <laughs> Sorry for that. <laughs> so, I was like, someone's gargling. I was like, the sommelier mm. over here is going wild. That ton of body. Mm. So I dig that over the other two on its own. I'm going to see now with the cigar, but on its own. Yeah. I'm doing that all day. Because all the flavors are very, very balanced in there. It's And it's bigger. It's got more fruit, more alcohol, more tannin, but it's all very... It's all at the same level. It's nice. I'm just oh, trying to see and what the cigar, like. the cigar even takes on like a, like a chocolate, like a German chocolate cake kind of thing. Atum. Oh, that's so nice, baby. That's really um, the cigar going from the wine to the cigar is really nice. Let me go the other way. This is, this is. I'm going to Dubai. And I'm having a cocktail oh. at the highest building in the world. Oh, you've done that before. Yes, this is this is really good. Wow. Like the first one, I mean, the, the second wine kind of accepted the cigar. These two are hand in hand, lockstep. So good. Yeah, this is much better. I, I could do B and C, both of them. Sure. Yeah, uh, definitely. But if I had to choose one, I'd do C. Yeah. But... uh. This is also clearly, you know, cab territory. And so, yeah, it's a grape that I like better anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So okay. it looks like C. Well, you're a B guy. I like B. I like B. But, but this one also, it's it's very good. B and C. I, I just, A was very lacking. Yeah. It, it, it just, it died. It was flat. It didn't have enough of a, like a backbone. Yeah. So... You know, I don't, it's not an exact science pairing wines with cigars. Pairing anything with cigars is not an exact science because you don't know how things are going to play together. You know, you know the but, thing about this one this, for this me, is, like there's no aftertaste for C. That's the only, that's the only negative because I kind of like that sort of after you drink it, it kind of lingers there and it, it does like B definitely. So you're saying the finish is short. The is finish is saying. short. That's what. I guess I would go with B only because I think there was a lot more of an experience for me. This is very good. Don't get me wrong. It's not bad. But the, to me, I feel like the finish is short. I'm okay. Yeah, I mean, that's that's cool. I I, I still like everything it has going on. I don't... I, I'm still tasting it. I don't think it's that short. I think that when you do it with a cigar... So I tried it on its own mm-hmm. without a cigar mm-hmm. to see. And, and I'm, I still got that jamminess all over my mouth even even the wine i have in my mustache it make, makes it feel good so yeah. yeah yeah all right so i'm gonna go with b you're going with b no c i'll go c, c and you're gonna go c all day every day all right c c c here comes yummy mm-hmm. <laughs> oh right. hello that was loud hello all right here we go talk oh, to the people welcome yummy hi hey jam it's been a little bit <laughs> all right so a is uh dughorn merlot yeah this one and that's uh I'm not 14, drinking any fucking five alcohol don't do that don't do that what did he say nothing 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 sideways reference sorry. yeah Movie reference. We, we've done a lot of movies so far. Mm. All right. B is eight years in the mm. desert. Nice. And that's a... It's a Zinfandel. It's a Zinfandel blend. Oh, because it says California red wine, so I wasn't sure. Here you go. Yep. And that's 15.6 alcohol. There it is. A beautiful label. And awesome. And C is the black... 
Corden. Corden. Yeah. And that's a Cabernet. Cab. With a 14.8% alcohol. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you. Well done. I hope you well done. Awesome. Awesome selection. Thank, Thank you. you. I mean, you can leave these bottles here. Wine. I will say this. The so unlike the whiskeys where she can leave the bottle and you can pour it, you ain't pouring anything there, bud. <laughs> Corks are still in there. Well, we'll, we'll take care of that. <laughs> uh, although this B it looks like the cover of U2's Joshua Tree to me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's right? a, yeah, that's what it is. Not the album cover, but it is a Joshua Tree. Oh, there's a Joshua Tree in every... So there's eight different labels for the eight different years of that wine, and each one has a Joshua Tree in it. Wow. It's a whole long story, but you can read about it Yes, in uh, the issue of Cigar Snob Magazine. The November-December issue talks about uh, that particular wine and the duck corn. Uh, so you can read about those in the Five to Try section, also sponsored by Total Wine & More. See how that works? Yep. All right. So I think we found some great wines. I think they all work on their own. Absolutely. So yeah, the the C, the Black Cordon, that's, that's what you guys are all about. I'm all about it. Love... Chicken carbonara. Whenever we do, Chicken like, carbonara. this wine segment has been a treat because, like, Ivan's like a wine connoisseur. He's like a sommelier. Consumer He's, is more like it. <laughs> <laughs> you you keep Total Wine's wine section in check. In check, friend, yeah. Or, and by and the way, in business. And they just opened up a new store right by my house. Oh, I can boy. walk there. It's amazing. Stumbling yeah. distance. It's I very nice. It. Yeah. All right. And speaking of which, they, you know, they're the ones that always take care of us and give us all these great products. And as always, Perfect Pairing is brought to you by Total Wine and More, where you always find the right bottle at the right price with their lowest price guarantee. You can visit Total Wine and More at TotalWine.com. Dot all right, I am a uh, my cigar is clearly I'm liking it because I'm getting close to the uh, getting close to the band. Uh, yeah, I, some would say you should have taken it off instead of slid it back. I, I, <laughs> I'm getting close to nub territory here. Yeah. So Ivan, tell me about your cigar. Ultra consistent. It's 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 kept its flavors very smooth from the beginning to the end. I still get that that little bit of pipe in there. No, even sure. though it hasn't subsided and again it's, it's just very enjoyable very relaxing very calm i love it yeah i thought i thought that it started with you know a lot of the pipe flavors mm-hmm. then it calmed a little and now they're they're kind of back as a as the cigar is like war- warming up you know as it's getting closer to uh to being done here the fuck the who I almost uh, I almost cursed on the show there <laughs> the the pipe flavors what the frick are you shut the front door <laughs> I almost cursed on this adult it's, only show it's, it's the wine my friend it's nobody the wine. cares whether you curse uh, but yeah the the pipe flavors have started to sort of increase again the the intensity of them is is back a little bit for me especially on the retro hill yeah. you really get it on the retro yeah hill. I mean I, I still get a little bit of creaminess I still get the pipe I mean it's it's very enjoyable and, and to me I've always said this if you can get to this point in the cigar when you're when the label comes off and you're almost to the nub and it's still firing at all cylinders that's a good smoky treat there you go and this is a good smoky treat my friends so good job by our friends there now we're gonna share a smoke with our buddy from cigar 
Dojo. Great name, by the way. One of the best names in the business. Awesome name and awesome people. Yeah. They're awesome dudes, Our including buddy Eric. Eric Gutterman. I mean, the, the problem is he's he's the second best looking Eric in the cigar business. Ah, uh, so, yeah. wait. That's his joke. He always says that. Uh, uh, by the way, he interrupted his uh, pronunciation. No, no. no I think can, can we try it again? All I know is that I, I'm, the best, I'm the best looking Jim in the cigar business, uh, right? Yeah. Right? I don't think there's any more Jims. Absolutely. I mean, I would say Jim Young. Ooh. Jim Young, you and me, let's go. In the cage. <laughs> Madison Square Garden. My God. Here, here's our buddy Eric Guttermson as we share a smoke. Nailed it. All right, so we are here with the dojo man himself. We you you call yourself uh what is the what is the term you call yourself on the dojo? Well, uh Master Sensei is Master what I'm known. Sensei, Master what Sensei. I'm known as. Yeah. Master Sensei Eric Guttermson. Yeah. Uh Man, thank you for joining us, bud. Thank wow, you. thanks for having me, man. No, it was awesome. I, I was on your show a while back, and I loved it. I thought uh, it was a good time. Uh, and so, yeah, I thought I thought now was as good a time as any, so we can talk about all the uh, all the things you got going on in Dojo and then the Cigar of the Year time coming around. So, yeah. so give us, uh, for the listeners and viewers that don't uh, that aren't familiar with Cigar Dojo, Give us like a quick, what is Cigar Dojo? <laughs> okay, yeah, it's a good question. Yeah. Uh, so do- the, the dojo's been around, the, well, we're coming up on 12 years. Um, this, in 2024, it'll be 12 years. Um, we have uh, a few different entities that sort of make up um, the Cigar Dojo. Uh, the main one is CigarDojo.com, where we do mainly uh, reviews of cigars and uh, to do some news, some cigar news and stuff. And um, it's sort of like the hub for everything, cigardojo.com. And um, then we have, uh, you know, the thing I think that we're most sort of known for, which is our app. Uh, nowadays, that's on dojoverse.com, which is a, uh, it's a social app. I think of like Facebook or Twitter, except for it's, it's for cigar smokers. You can check into cigars. You can earn belts and badges. And, you know, if you smoke a lot of a certain type of cigar, you'll become like a, you know, a Maduro maniac, that kind of a thing. And so people are on there 24 seven checking into their favorite cigars and uh, being silly. It's it's a really fun community. That's basically where the Cigar Dojo community uh, resides. And we've been doing that for a long, long time as well since I don't know, just about as long. Uh, we're coming um, as as the dojo itself. We started that like six months after we started the the uh, the website, and then um, and then we have uh, two podcasts. Uh, one is Wednesday night, uh, which is called Flavor Odyssey, and that's a, a cigar pairing show, which is hosted by uh, Robbie Raz and Randy Griggs. Uh, Jordan and I are kind of like in the background on that show, and. Um, Jordan Jordan produces that show, the Cigar Dojo as a Cigar Dojo production. And then on Friday night, uh, Smoke Night Live. That's that's sort of my main pe- uh, podcast that we've been doing for a long, long time. We just did our 400th episode. Wow! A weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, and then finally, the last sort of little thing we do uh, is we do do some collaborations, uh, cigar collaborations with companies, obviously like the Drew Estate, Underground Dogma. Uh, we did, you know, we've done, I don't know, 24 or so. Our our most recent one we can talk about later is the uh, uh, Sober Mesa 
uh, brulee wagashi that we did with Steve Saka. So that's sort of like an overview of all of the crazy things that uh, the dojo is. And of course, we get to go to events and see cool people like you and hang out um, with you too. That's the best so. part of events is we get to hang out with our with our buddies all the time, like you guys. So, um, so what did what did you do before the dojo? Yeah, so the uh, dojo. <laughs> uh, so I've always been doing um, internet stuff pretty much my whole life. Well, as long as the internet's been around, yeah. I, I was I was a graphic artist. Uh, did a lot of that kind of stuff, and then when um, when the internet came along, <laughs> I started uh, uh, doing some SEO consultant type work, social media consultant type work. I ended up working for NASCAR for like 10 years. Um, and somewhere in the middle of all of that, um, we had the idea to start uh, the dojo. And so here we are. That's cool. So, so yeah, this is uh so this was in your expertise in terms of of uh, you know SEO and and web design and and web development and that kind of stuff. So that's cool. Yeah, and, well, uh, it was, it's kind of crazy, Eric, because what happened was we, me, and Jordan and um, a couple other guys started smoking cigars, uh, getting really into it. And that was what my question was going to be: When did the cigars kind of come into it? Yeah, it wasn't long before that, right? Like. Um, we, but, but I'm kind of one of those guys, um, that I can't like do anything halfway. Like if I start to do something, I go, I use, if I like it, I typically go crazy, which drives my wife nuts. But, um, so I was really getting into, uh, into premium cigars and we started a website called, um, quick And, uh, the idea there was, it was just this, like a little passion project, uh, that me and Jordan were doing and, we just wanted to do like little quickie reviews um, of cigars, almost to just track what we were smoking. Really, it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, but that site actually started to kind of catch on and get noticed by people and get some decent traffic. Um, but we didn't like that name, QuickCigarReviews.com. Um, it just was too too clumsy. And so Jordan um, actually uh, came up with the cigar dojo name. And we decided, hey, let's, you know, if we're going to do this and it's going to, and if it's going to kind of get some traction, let's do it the way we want. And so that's how the do- Cigar Dojo was was born. And But why Dojo was like, was Jordan doing, by the way, for people who don't know, Jordan is Eric's son. Right. And uh, and so was Jordan doing like uh, martial arts or something? No, actually that. Um, was it just like a platform where you could name a bunch of them? Because it is, it's perfect for what you guys use it. Right. So the idea was we thought like, where is a, what is a, a name that kind of represents like a place of like learning and community and like, yeah. um, like this, you know, we're going to learn from our viewers and they're going to learn from our, our, our web visitors. And we wanted to have some type of community. Cause I, I ran a lot of big internet communities in the past. Um, so that was sort of my expertise is like online communities. And so we knew we wanted to do that. We didn't really know what it was going to look like. And so um, that was the, 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 the decision for the, the idea of a dojo, like a place of like community, people coming together, learning and that kind of thing. Very cool. So you are Master Sensei. What is uh, Jordan's title? Jordan is Sumatra Samurai. Now, I have to say, I never intended to be master sensei what well how that how that happened was 
we made that logo, right? The logo of the dojo, which is like the Sam, uh, the, you know, like the, the guy smoking a cigar. Right. Yeah. And his name was, we called him master sensei, that little, that icon. And then over the years, people just started calling me that they thought that was me. And I mean, they didn't think it was me, but they, they (laughs) thought that that was my moniker. And it's, it's really weird now because like, you know, 12 years later, I go to an event or something and people just call me that. And yeah. it's just become, it's just become kind of, kind of my name, you know? <laughs> yeah. Taking on a life of its own. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome, man. I love that stuff. So we, uh, we kind of skipped past, you mentioned Saka earlier. Mm. Uh, what are you smoking right now? I am actually trying, um, because me and Jordan are in a big, uh, this is it where we start to buckle down for the year end stuff. And, um, Which we'll get so to. we're go we're going through a ton of cigars again, trying them again, give them another try. What, what do we think? You know, does this belong in the list? Does it not belong in the list? This happens to be the Caldwell, uh, long live the queen. Um, cool. So yeah. I smoked, one. yeah. I smoked one of those with, uh, with Robert in uh, Germany at Dortmund. I yeah, loved it. I thought it was great. The branding it's a little, it's a, it's a little stronger than I yeah. I uh, imagined. Um, okay. But yeah, that's we got a ton of uh, uh, research to uh, to do. So uh, we'll be yeah, smoking all kinds it, of. We've been at it pretty hard, and we'll we'll get to that topic in a second. I am smoking a soda mesa brulee blue. Ooh, okay. So that kind of ties into yeah uh, to what we you mentioned earlier, and we'll get to. Uh, but on the show that that wraps uh, around this uh, interview, we smoked the Stillwell Star. Uh, we smoked the Navy Rash Navy Ten Fifty Six. Uh, have you ever smoked the Stillwells? Yeah, I've smoked. I've smoked the Holiday Edition last year, which I really liked a lot. Um, and I can't remember which of the blue ones. I've had a couple of those. And, um, not exactly up my alley, but I thought they were really good. And, uh, but the holiday, I thought the holiday edition was, was really good. So do you, so, you know, the Stillwell part of the reason why we, we did it on the, on the podcast is we can't really ever put it in the magazine other than in a pairing or something Mm. because it's, it's, it has pipe tobacco in it. So it's not a premium cigar per se, but it is a premium cigar. So it's kind of like a, it, it creates a problem in that way for us, but we, but we like it. I enjoy the cigar. Uh, I think it's, it's a unique flavor profile and it's so well executed that we wanted to do something with it. And so we put it on the podcast. Um, do you, do you guys, have you guys ever rated it? Any of the Stillwells? Yeah. We actually have that dilemma because you know, our, it's a little bit different what you guys and what we do because ours is in print and we have these like sort of uh, rules that we tr- that we made for ourselves and we try to follow. Right. Uh, but online on a website, you know, you can just kind of add a line that says this is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have um, the flexibility. Right. Last year, the holiday Stillwell was our unconventional cigar of the year. Oh, I love um, that. Yeah, and we added that uh, every year. We we try to have we have what we call our exceptional awards, which is like five, and it could be anything. It could be man of the year, it could be factory of the year. Yeah, just something that stood out. Those serial killer. 
<laughs> those High those things, superlative. yeah, those things stood out um, in the year. If there's something that's that stands out, you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So we, and and we also did review. I think Jordan didn't we? Yeah, we did the we did a little brand overview. I didn't write this article, but we did a brand overview of the um, the Stillwell Stars, where we talked about each one: the Aromatic Number One, the English Twenty Seven, the whole the whole thing, and we rated each individual one uh, in that one single article. So yeah, we have we have covered that. Cool. Yeah, like I said, for us it was uh, it was unique, and we do the show with Jim, uh, who smokes a lot of cigars, but he's he's not at the uh, geek level uh, in, in the cigar <laughs> world as, as you and I and Ivan and Jordan. Uh, and so, so it's always cool to, to give him a cigar that is going to, you know, it's going to come out of kind of out of left field for a premium cigar. Right. So, uh, so anyway, that was, that was cool. Um, so you mentioned, um, you mentioned earlier the soccer project, uh, what was that? So, and I'm, and I happened to be smoking the Berlay blue, which we did not, coordinate ahead of time i just happened no. i knew that no. i wanted to smoke something from saka on this show but uh tell us about that project and uh and how that it's called the what was it wabash what is uh, it the the wagashi uh wagashi is sort of a uh a, it's a japanese term for like a dessert right like kind of like a dessert and um we'd been trying to do a cigar with steve for quite some time um and just for whatever reason, it hadn't worked out. And then a couple of years ago, um, Steve was like, okay, I think I finally have something in my mind that would be cool to do with, with you guys. And, um, so obviously we were all ears at that point. And, um, nor so normally how this works when we do collaborations, um, with companies is, you know, we'll, we'll be a part of the blending process. And when I say part of the blending process, I don't mean, you know, that we're actually blending the cigars, but they're sending us blends. We're saying, Oh yeah, we like this, but we, we wish it was a little stronger or weaker or whatever. And then we kind of like eventually end up on a blend. And then usually me and Jordan, uh, will do the branding on it and we'll even design the packaging and, and the logos and the bands and all that kind of stuff. That's usually kind of how it works. Um, in, in this case, uh, this is pretty much all Steve. Um, uh, there's, there's no getting around it. Um, and that's fine with me. This is the way he wanted to do it. He's like, Hey, I've got this idea. I want to go with it. And, um, even, even the name, even the name. Yeah. He had the name. Um, so it's, it's based on the blue, uh, which you're smoking. Um, but this is a, uh, a basically a soft box press. It's, um, it's somewhere, uh, you know, some people describe it as being, it's, it's very much like the blue. Uh, it's a, it's a little bit of a, a bigger of a cigar. It may, I would say it might be, um, there's a, there's a little bit more to it. It's a, it's, it's a little bit more, um, elegant or, uh, complex, I think, but those are both, I love, I love the brulee, but obviously I'm biased to the, uh, to our version of it, which is the Wagashi. And then, um, Abe, the Babnut smoke in, he, uh, he, um, was going to be the retail partner on this. And he was like, Hey guys, instead of just coming up with, um, 
you know, a, uh, an amount, say we're going to sell 500 boxes or something uh, on this project, since it's probably going to be pretty popular because we have the dojo involved and we have Steve involved, which, um, and then smoke ins community involved. There's a lot of pieces there. Let's just do a pre-order. And so we did a, we, instead of doing a, a set amount at the beginning, we did a pre-order and it ended up being massive. Uh, we sold about three times what I predicted that we would sell um, awesome. And then just just recently, it the the pre order was the pre order was in April, and then uh, the delivery was just in uh, in November. We went and did an event uh, in Boynton with Steve and and Abe, and uh, the boxes now are showing up on. Um, well, most of them are, are sent, and people are smoking them and and loving them. And it turned out to be one of our probably our most uh, successful project we've ever done. Congrats, man. I love that. That's I I was uh I was looking at the images of it here. Yeah, it looks like a like a beefier, you know, soft pressed version of the uh of the Brulee Blue. Right. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I gotta I have to write up the smoke in and see if I can steal one from Abe. Well, I can send you some, my friend. Is that how that works? <laughs> you know a guy. I know a guy. <laughs> I would love that. That, that looks it looks delicious. So congrats on that, man. That's amazing. And, uh, and so what is, uh, what is down the line on that? You have any, you have next stuff lined up or you're just like basking yeah. in the flow of the success of this one. So this one all along, uh, Steve, uh, Steve knew that this is, will eventually be a national product. Um, and, um, so this will eventually show up in, in, in all retail outlets that carry uh, his stuff at some point. Uh, the initial launch was exclusive through smoke in, but yeah, this will be a, uh, this will be a national product similar to the blue. Uh, and it will that, continue to have the, the cigar dojo, that little yeah. logo that you put on there. Right. That's the only, the only difference, the- right. The only difference at all uh, is when you, if you were a pre-order part of the pre-order uh, there was a really cool uh, challenge coin that uh you got for for being one of the first to get your hands on it but other than that uh it'll be the exact same cigar uh same sub band with says cigar dojo and and all that kind of stuff so yeah very cool man that's that's amazing so uh so now we can we can get to what everyone's here for which is to talk about cigar of the year Mm. you guys put together a list we put together lists, other, other entities put together lists. And, uh, and so what does, what are the release dates? Do you know the release dates of, of, uh, of your list? Do you know when you're making that release and what does that look yeah. like normally? Yeah, we've changed it over the years. Um, yeah. last year, I think it came out. Um, I don't know, do you remember Jordan one that came out last year? Yeah, it's like first or second week of January. We try yeah. to we, we we try not to make it go too long because I know they're after a while you just get people get sick of the lists, right? And so yeah, 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 if, you get list fatigue. Yeah, yeah. So if we stretch it out too long, um, that kind of ruins it. So it'll probably be it'll probably be around the uh, right yeah. after the first of the year. Yeah, we we do the same same thing. I'm looking here. It looks like your the post for it you drop you put it on January fourth, which is probably around the same same days that we do it too. So yeah, we're, we're in the same boat. Uh, we've always, we've always wanted to wait till January to do it. Uh, one, because that's when the the new issue comes out with that information in it. 
but the other is that we just need the time because yeah so we just we smoke so many damn cigars uh, <laughs> and at the same time we also have a regular magazine that we're <clears throat> smoking ratings for so right. uh how does the how does the process go for for you guys with the cigar of the year so is there any difference between the way you do those ratings and the way you do the regular ratings during the year so yeah actually that's a great question uh, a couple things um we've always been a big proponent of that the cigar of the year should be a cigar that was released that year. Now I know not every list is that way and that's fine. Everybody can do their own thing. But for us, we sort of think of it as like the Academy Awards, right? Like what movies came out that yep. year, like which ones should be recognized from that year. So we've always been, done it that way. That can make it kind of tricky uh, because obviously there's some cigars that come out late, you know, um, a lot of cigars hit August, um, uh, September, October. But in, in our opinion, it doesn't really matter as long as we get a chance to smoke enough of them to feel comfortable with uh, where that would place. It doesn't mean that we have to have reviewed it on our website that year. Um, we, we have a panel of guys, uh, so obviously me and Jordan, um, Robbie and Randy that host Flavor Odyssey. Uh, one of our reviewers is Scott Brayband, who does a lot of reviews for us. So we have got sort of like a team of guys, uh, Chad from Virginia, and we all, um, you know, go through these lists of cigars, ranking them, uh, arm wrestling <laughs> about which is better, uh, that kind of thing. And then we try to whittle it down to, um, to what we think are the, the best ones of the year. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, that's nice to not have to, um, you know, in in our world, we do, you know, cigars that were rated during the year, and but we do a flavor of what you do in in that this if the cigar was released during that year, it gets a bump in in the rating, mm. and so uh, for the same for the same basic idea, right? Is that you know we want to have uh, the newer, newly released cigars that are exceptional to be at the top. Uh, but sometimes, you know, there's, there's a cigar that's tried and true that as, as we all know, cigars change, cigars, yeah. uh, you know, by batch, by, by year, by any number of factors. Uh, and sometimes they smoke better, you know, uh, some years than others. So, so yeah, that, that's, um, uh, it's very interesting. I like the, you know, like the, uh, the person in the, the OCD in me likes the idea of only doing it with cigars that were released that year. You know, like I like that, but, right. but yeah, we, this is the, I always, the I always felt thing. Eric, like I'm, I always felt, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, I always felt like when I first got into cigars and I started, um, I mean, I didn't know what I really liked. Um, so you look at these lists, right. And in some of the lists, you know, it'd be like, there's this Cuban, I can't get my hands on it. Yeah. Um, I don't know what year that's from. Like, obviously it's been, it's a cigar that's been out for maybe 80 years or something, you know, like, yeah. like what, I, I don't know what, where, what box that's yeah. from or how to get that one. That's really good. And so when we, 
eventually uh, came around to doing our list, I, I always said to, to myself, hey, I want a list that a guy could take, a cigar fanatic could take, and he could he could actually go get these cigars or at least have a, a reasonable shot at getting them. I mean, I know some of them are sold out or whatever, but for the most part, uh, for the most part, you could go out and you could find these at a brick and mortar near you, or maybe you could order it online and then you could try it and see if you feel like it's, yeah. you know, if you also like it, like we do. So we, we always kind of called our list, like the Joe six pack list, like, Hey, if you're a cigar smoker, um, you can take our list and 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 go out and get these. Yeah, well, and in that way, I think we're uh, we're very our lists are very similar in that we don't uh, rate limited editions that you're not going to be able to get. So we exclude limiteds uh, from that. We we exclude. Sometimes we've had a few slip by, uh, but we <laughs> exclude like store exclusives. Right. So we don't we don't want something that's only available to a certain small pocket of people. So, uh, yeah, our idea is the same. Like the list should be actionable because. Right. What did we go through this entire effort for if it's not, you know, so that the guy can actually buy it and smoke it and compare his thoughts to ours. And so, yeah, it's a similar similar idea to to the way that you guys uh, put it together. So that's cool. I always knew we were more similar than just our names. <laughs> just our names. We are the two best looking Eric's in the industry, I'm pretty sure. It always has to be said. Uh, yeah. Or or maybe it doesn't have to be said. You just <laughs> Yeah, like, just everybody and you say, "Yep, clearly the two best looking <laughs> Eric's." So yeah, dude, I'm I'm uh I'm excited about about your list. I'm I'm going to be I'm going to be glued to the Dojo site. The you know what I've never gone on to is is the app. I've never been it's just, man, we're so damn busy and constantly. If I was to report how many cigars I smoke on the app, I'm not joking. I think in 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 a matter of a month, I'd be at, at the level of whatever the highest level is because it's so absurd, the amount that we smoke. Especially yeah, you know, the, the app, um, it, it is fun because we – so it's sort of set up to where, you know, you don't go back and add – you know, cigars that you've smoked in the past. It's just, yeah. you know, what you're smoking, you check into it, you give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. And now you'd say, Oh, just thumbs up or thumbs down. Like that's the only rating. So our, our rating on the app, would I buy more, it again or would I not? Is that the, yeah, the, it's kind of like, would I, you know, is this good? Is this one good or is it not good? It's more like in the sense of like rotten tomatoes. Like um, we, we, we just want to from the community, because like everybody's has a different idea of what a 90 is or what an 80 is. Like some people like an 80 might be a fantastic cigar. Right. And then to some other user, uh, uh, you know, an 80 might be not very good. So just for the app itself now on our website, cigardoja.com, we have a regular hundred point scale. In fact, just today we, we, uh, reviewed the crux Epicure Habano. Uh, loved that cigar, gave it a 92, but on the app, it's just thumbs up or thumbs down. And that kind of just gives you like an overall feel of what the community uh, feels about this. So if a, if a cigar has like a 82% smokable rating, that has a fair amount of thumbs downs. And that doesn't mean that the next time you smoke it, you might give it a thumbs up, like, right? Like you get different experiences each time. And so uh, that's kind of the idea behind um you know, keeping the rating simple on the app so that it's uh, not overly confusing. It's just, hey, did I like it or did I not like this smoking experience? 
That's cool. So yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to get on there and, and start to record what I do there. Uh, see what, you know, see what it feels like. I've, I've not used it and, uh, we've talked about it a bunch of times, but I never get around to doing it, but I will now. So how do people find, so it's cigardojo.com. Yeah. So, so I'll tell you what happened was for the longest time we had an app, um, a regular app in the app store. And the app, about, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, several years back, I don't know, maybe four or five, um, Apple, uh, started kicking out all the tobacco related apps or cigar related apps. Cause there are other tobacco apps that are still in there, but, um, and so then we, at that point we knew the handwriting was on the wall. Uh, I didn't like the idea cause we were at, we were right at the point where we were going to do a big upgrade on the app and spend some pretty serious money doing some upgrades on the app. Uh, but when Apple started poo pooing, uh, cigar related apps, we said, okay, this, this can't go on anymore. So what we ended up doing was uh, redeveloping the app from the ground up. Now it's a progressive web app, which means if you go to your phone and you go to dojoverse.com, it comes up as an app. And if you if you just save that the icon to your home screen like you do, you know, uh, it functions exactly like an app. You'd never know it wasn't an app. But we aren't uh, beholden to Google or Apple or YouTube or any other entity. Uh, we can do whatever we want uh, in, with our app, and it's great. It gives us a bunch of freedom, and we've been able to add some really cool features, um, you know, since then, like checking into cigars and that kind of stuff, earning belts and badges. There's a cool leaderboard on there that kind of shows, like, what's popular today, what's popular this week, what's popular this month as far as a cigar or a brand are concerned. And so that's kind of fun to, like, track that, like, like if you see like like when Wagashi came out, like when our cigar Wagashi came out, you could notice that like Dunbarton's brand, you know, shot up the leaderboard. And so that kind of stuff is fun to track, you know, just to see like how does this affect, you know, the the community as a whole. And they're, we're talking about, you know, tens of thousands of people. So it's a pretty big pool of of data that we're looking at. And so we can see when like Pete Johnson comes out with something like how it affects his brand, you know, you can actually sort of see him climbing the ladder and that kind of stuff. Very cool, man. Very cool. So, so it's cigardojo.com, dojo, you know, dojo verse. So yeah, the, the, the app is dojoverse.com. So D O J O V E R S E.com. And, and um, what about the social medias? You got those out there? Oh yeah, we're on uh, we're on all the on all the socials, Instagram, Twitter, X, I guess you call it nowadays, Facebook. It's all Cigar Dojo at Cigar Dojo. That was my only um, problem. I, I love. I mean, I, I use X or Twitter, mm -hmm. but when someone sent a update, you would send a tweet. Right. Now what do you do? I sent an X. Like I, uh, yeah. People still refer to them as tweets because I don't uh, know yeah. if that's been worked out by Elon. I still call it. I still call them those. I, I do too. I, I, yeah. What is it? An X? I don't yeah, even know. If, what. if anybody knows, please help me out. I, what do you <laughs> call that? You know, I sent a, if it's no longer a tweet, what is it? So anyway, thank you, brother. Thank you for your time. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you for everything that you do. That's really fun. Check their, check their site out. Cigardojo.com and dojoverse.com. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, man. I'll see you at, uh, at the next one. Eric, we got to get you back on Smoke Night Live, my friend. Uh, we, we that was such a that was such a good episode when you were on there. Uh, we got it. We I know the ratings again. dropped after. 
because yeah. I was like, oh, this guy's not back on again. <laughs> no, no, that was that was a ton yeah, of fun, that was man. Fun, man. I'll do it whenever whenever you guys want. All right, cool. We'll get, you, we'll get you back on. We really appreciate you having me on today. Uh, that means a lot to me. So thank you guys so much. We love, uh, I always kind of felt like, like uh, of all the other, the other media stuff, like re- reading your year end list and obviously the stuff that you guys produce in the magazine, I've been a subscriber forever. Um, to me, that's my favorite. That's my favorite thank magazine by a mile. And so uh, we love brother. what you guys really do. We follow everything you guys do. Really appreciate it. And thanks again. And I'll see you soon. I always liked uh, Eric, you know, that mellow Colorado granola crunchy groove. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Sure. And, he definitely does. And I could never live in Colorado. And all our buddies in Colorado, because I'm too fat to live in, in, in Denver or, mm. or in Colorado Springs. Although I have been to the Garden of the Gods Ooh. in Colorado Springs. That's one of Yami's favorite places. It's, yeah. it's, it's amazing. The, the What is it? The Twin Sisters? Those two rocks that look... I'm sure it, if we bring in Yami, she'll tell you all about them. See? Well, Yami, mm. yeah, she's on a cruise. She was in Alaska. She was in Germany she's yesterday. A, she was, she's a world traveler. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's like it's like the old joke, you know. You know, I was in I was in Hong Kong yesterday. And I, <laughs> I was in you know Saint Petersburg, Russia, yesterday. So it's crazy. So, so you're saying you're not too healthy for uh, Colorado? No, I I, I I was in last time I was in Denver. Although there's a great brewery, the Wine Coop Brewery in in Denver. Huh. Wine Coop Ale. There are so many good breweries. It's in right, it's right Colorado. down Colorado. Right down the street. And you've named the only one I don't know. The Wine Wine Coop Ale. It's right down the street. I know Cigar from, Coop. We know Cigar Coop. Yeah. Cigar Dojo uh, too. Cigar Dojo. Yeah, but no, no Wine Coop. Never heard of that. Wine Coop Brewery. It's right down the field. Uh, right down the street from uh, Coors Field. I don't know if it's okay. on, I don't know if it's on Blake Street or not, but good. To, right, right in Lodo. All right, All right, right buddy. Right, right in Lower Denver there. Oh, we'll check. But I'm too fat to live in Denver, so mm. so I, I just visit. As Ivan looks at his watch, like, oh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. we yeah. are rambling now. And you talk too much to live in Denver too. All right, so listen, we always close the show with what did we learn today? And I start with you, Eric Calvino. Holy moly! See, I looked at I, I was I was I was like a you Patrick Mahomes. Old, you I looked the at old you and threw to him. Not the Russell Wilson misdirection no. with the Denver. Mr. Unlimited. Oh. Russell Wilson. Wow. Got me again. Got me again. The references are flying by. Uh, no, listen. This, these uh, these Stillwell stars, right? The, uh, the combination of pipe tobacco and premium cigar tobacco, it can work, right? You just have to put in that kind of effort and energy that, that uh, Steve like Saka. All, it's like all things in life. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I thought, you know, again, I had never had this particular blend with wine, and and I, I loved how it worked with the uh, with the cab. Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't know if I learned a lot. Also, that the power shot batteries uh, <laughs> yeah. behave yeah. a little funky. Yeah. <laughs> I think I learned that today. IOC, what did you learn today? I've learned that Jim's three quarters, almost to the numb of the cigar, and he's still getting pipe. Oh, <laughs> wait, wait a minute. I think there's a movie like that. You were saving that. You've just been dying to use that. G- Debbie does Dallas. Jim's getting pipe. Is, 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 is that what it is? Well, you know. um, That's a different market, but, you know, we can explore that. No, you know what? I thought uh, in our X's and O's segment, I liked actually looking at it at cigars from a different perspective which is from the bad perspective so because yeah. we always focus on you know these good flavors and and everything how 100 so I, I did like going it from the other way around so. yeah that was cool yeah so well what about I, you jim what i learned is that you never wear a green shirt because it tends to because I, I tend to run hot <laughs> sure <laughs> you know my wife when we went to disney world for my kid's birthday we went 
my kid's birthday is in June. So ah, June time for in Florida perfect. is the seventh step of hell. And so we went to Disney World and my wife had bought all those, uh, you know, hey, I'm with the birthday girl, blah, blah, blah. And my shirt was gray. And I told her, mi amor, I can't wear, ah, oh, you're exaggerating. Literally 10 minutes into the trip. That's it. No more pictures. So <laughs> I tend to run hot, you know, what can I tell you? you know? We did learn that. Hey, it just means, as my as my science teacher would say, it just means everything is working. So yeah, blood is flowing. All right, Th- boys. Thank you for hanging out with us. I hope you enjoyed the show. Good street, good good streets, good, good streets, good smokes, <laughs> good wine. The AC. I'm gonna have to talk to the building manager. Maybe get the AC pumped in here. Seriously. Maybe, uh, maybe I get you, a block of ice. You just, sit right beneath the vent, and it's <laughs> clearly it's just not cranking enough. <laughs> clearly, it's clogged. Maybe I need to sit outside. Me and Chente are gonna take a ride. Listen, thank you for hanging out with us. Where can we go to explore Cigar Snob? Cigarsnob.com. Yeah, that's where you go. So okay. you can get the you can uh, you can get the issues. You can. Read all our content. What's next? See for more of these uh, podcasts. What's next? Check out our top. 25. What's next is our top twenty-five. It's coming. Thank you for asking that. Our top twenty-five is coming up. Uh, so in January, what is it that we're releasing? Eighth, it? eight, nine, ten. Eight, nine, ten. Yeah, eight, nine, ten. Check out the website. Check out our social medias. All of them are Cigar Snob Mag, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that. Check out out on Cigar Snob Mag, and uh, we're gonna announce the twenty-five best cigar. What we thought. We're the tw- 25 best cigars of 2023. Nice, nice. Well, listen, for all the gang here, for Yami, for Charlie, for Christian, thank you for hanging out with us. I'm Jim Rodriguez. That's Eric Calvino. That's Ivan Ocampo. Enjoy. Good smokes. And we'll talk to you next time. See you. Later. <laughs>